0: This is an ABC podcast. Hello friends, it's Ruby here and this is News Time. Hi Ruby. Good day, Ruby. Today we are going to rediscover a flowering plant that hasn't been seen for 170 years. We're going to meet a furry little wallaby that's been saved from extinction and look to the stars to see a female Aussie astronaut. We'll meet a baby calf who's sure to put a smile on your face. And after that, it's time for Wow of the Week. (gasps) All Alright, well, let the countdown begin. Let's go. Story number five. I love nothing more than being out in nature and discovering new things. And that's what recently happened to a nature photographer named Daniel Anderson. He has rediscovered a flowering plant, the carnivorous sundew plant, and it hasn't been seen for 170 years. Wow! Carnivorous sundew plants have very pretty flowers and produce sticky drops of glue on their tentacled leaves to trap their prey.
1: It looks like a plant that, like, every time you touch it, it sticks to you. Isn't it like a plant that, like, eats other things?
0: Some of them can. There are hundreds of different types of sundew plants and they survive the hot Australian summer by going underground as dormant plants or plants that go to sleep. When they wake up they pop up above the ground and start trapping insects. They grow flowers and produce seeds and get ready for new baby plants. That's pretty cool. Some types of sundew plants haven't been seen for a really long time. Daniel shared the photos that he took of the flowers he'd never seen before on the internet to see if anyone knew which plant they were. And much to Daniel's surprise, a flower expert said it was a type of carnivorous sundew that hasn't been seen since Western Australia's first government botanist, or plant scientist, collected a sample of that type of plant all the way back in the 1850s. Humans couldn't live
1: that long being asleep, so I don't know how a plant would live
0: that long. Daniel's discovery is one of six types of carnivorous sundew that have been rediscovered. Most of them are found by everyday people taking photos on their phones and uploading the pictures. Amazing! Story number four. Wallabies are a cute little type of marsupial found in Australia.
1: It looks sort of like a kangaroo, but it's smaller and it's... Got a very floppy cape, like a mouse. It looks really fluffy and it looks really
0: small. There are lots of different types of wallabies, and there's a special one called the Uluru mala wallaby. It's a furry little thing about 15 centimetres tall. That's only about as tall as a fork. They live near Uluru in central Australia, and about 30 years ago, they nearly became extinct.
1: It means, like, they're a
0: species that there's not as many as there used to be. That's right. So, staff at Parks Australia, as well as local Indigenous rangers and Ananu traditional owners, have been working together to figure out how to save the little wallabies.
1: They went out and looked for the wallaby. They caught it and then they brought it to the
0: zoo and they put it in a cage... About 18 years ago, Ununu traditional owners built a big predator-proof enclosure and released 24-mala into the safe area. So they
1: don't escape and they don't get hurt out in the wild? Protected them from other wildlife that could eat them.
0: Yep, like dingoes and wild cats. And that hard work paid off. There are now about 300 Uluru-mala wallabies in the protected area. The Ananu Traditional Owners say that managing the land using traditional knowledge, as well as science, is the key to saving Australia's unique animals. Story number three. When you look up at the night sky, what do you see?
1: I uh, like looking at the stars because you can... Make uh, constellations with them and if you're lucky enough to see a shooting star, you can make a wish. Sometimes I can see, like, smoke going in a line up
0: to the moon. A woman from Adelaide named Catherine Bennell pegg used to spend hours looking up into the night sky when she was a little girl, dreaming of becoming an astronaut. When Catherine was at high school, she was asked to write down three jobs she wanted to do. But Catherine only wrote one. Astronaut. That's all she wanted to be. Would you like to become an astronaut one day? I do find it kind of scary
1: because there's no no oxygen up there. I always think of when
2: I come back down, everyone's a granny. (laughs) Because it takes years out to get into space.
0: (laughs) Wouldn't that be strange? When Catherine's friends were learning to drive a car, Catherine was learning aerobatic flying. She found it hard to break into the space industry because there weren't many women working in STEM jobs. STEM stands for science, technology, engineering and maths. But Catherine's passion and hard work paid off because she's just been selected as the first woman to train under the Australian flag as an astronaut.
2: I think that would be really exciting if I was her because I've never been up to the moon or I would like to float in the air.
0: Catherine hopes that she can inspire other girls and women to aim for a career in STEM too.
1: Well done. Way to go, Catherine.
0: Story number two. Every day, there are dairy calves born at dairies right around Australia. We need them to make fresh cow's milk. But one dairy calf has been born with a difference, and it's making everyone smile. Meg and Barry Costa are farmers from Gippsland in Victoria. One day, Barry went out to collect the newly born calves, and he picked up one that was mostly white. But when he turned it around, Barry saw that on the baby calf's tummy, there were two black dots that looked like eyes, a black dot that looked like a nose, and a big smiley face. Because it looks
1: like it has a
2: smiley face painted on its body.
1: When you walk up to a cow and they turn around and then they show you that. It's amazing. It's uh, shaped like a jack-o'-lantern face would.
0: It looked like this little calf had been born with a big smiley face on his side. And what do you think they named him? Maybe Smiley? Very close. They named him Happy. Happy is a Holstein breed. They're black and white cattle that are used for milking. Meg and Barry have bred thousands of calves over the years They say they've seen a few strange markings on calves, like the shape of the number seven or even a big love heart, but never a smiley face.
2: I've seen some of them have this weird-looking love heart shape on their neck before. Um, Like dairy cows, they've got spots everywhere. I've seen this, like, kind of little star thing on one of the potty calves, and it's above their
1: hoof, and it's really cute.
0: Happy's unique markings mean he's quickly become a favourite with everybody, and no doubt he'll keep bringing smiles to faces for years to come. And now it's the time of the week you've all been waiting for.
1: Wow, the week! This story made me go wow because usually robots would just do whatever they want, but now they can think
0: for themselves. Imagine a robot who'd be able to figure things out all by itself. It sounds like something out of a movie, doesn't it? But it could be in our future. South Australian scientists are using biology from insects to build robots that have brains.
2: I don't think any robot on Earth except for that one has a brain. (laughs) They're not living people, they're
0: robots. An animal or insect's biology is how its body is made and how it behaves. Scientists have studied insects like flies and dragonflies to find out exactly how they interpret the world around them. That means how they see things and how they understand things.
1: That's uh, very interesting because if they were to use a spider or fly because, like, spiders can see in lots of different angles...
0: These scientists are using what they've learned to build a robot that can take a photo and understand the environment it's in and make decisions about how to adapt and fit in.
1: That's crazy because robots uh, don't usually think for themselves.
0: Once the robots are built, experts say they could be used by police or the army, but they could also be used for conservation. For example, right now, if a robot goes into a national park to count koalas, it might miss a few because they can be hard to see way up high in trees. But these new robots would be able to find those hidden koalas because they would be able to see and recognise the leaves and trees the koalas like hiding in. Scientists say this is a pretty important thing to do because they want robots to be flexible and operate in ways like humans do.
1: They could be used for building, teaching. They could do the washing, they could feed the dogs, they could
2: cook dinner, they could do everything. Because then we won't have to do the chores.
0: There are so many possibilities. And that's it for this week, my friends. Thank you, Ruby. Don't forget to do the quiz. You'll find it in the show notes. I'll catch you next week with five brand new stories. Bye, Ruby. See you next time. Or, as they say in te reo Māori, ka kite. News Time is an ABC Kids Listen podcast. For other awesome podcasts to play, music to move to and stories and soundtracks for sleep, download the ABC Kids Listen app. It's free from your app store.